Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Left off, nothing personal word of the day for Wednesday, July 7th, 2021 is left off. We got to talk about Shikari Richardson being left off the Olympic team because it is a story that has been bothering me. It's been percolating for a couple of days. We could have covered it yesterday, day before. If you don't know the story, then you're living under a rock. So here's what happened with Shikari. She was given an interview. She is a phenomenal runner. Going to go to the Olympics. Should be going to the Olympics. I just buried the lead, Coca. All right, start that again. 68, 72, 69. Left off. Nothing personal word of the day. Today is something. I got to talk about Shakari Richardson. I'm quite disappointed that she is not going to the Olympics. It has been a big story during the last couple of days, but it got bigger yesterday. And the reason it got bigger yesterday is that I hadn't done the math. And apparently no one else had either. What I had read and what I had studied and learned and thought about is that she tested positive for THC. That's the drug found in weed. And that is a substance that is banned by the world doping agency they test for it the world anti-doping agency you don't want to dope and so the usa sort of anti-doping agency said you know we're gonna have to suspend you for 30 days 30 days happens to be when the tokyo olympics are because apparently the tokyo olympics are still happening with or without fans with or without volunteers with or without covid we're on We're on like Donkey Kong. We're going to Tokyo. But Shikari can't because she's gone for 30 days. But wait a minute, do the math. It's possible. Let's look at the schedule of events. One of her specialty events is going to be the four by 100 relay. She can do this. She would be the anchor. She'd get the baton and bring the United States gold. Stand up and sing the anthem. Nope. The USA track track and field team said, we're not doing it. You're not being named to the team. The background is that she was giving an interview. And for whatever reason, and this is very strange to me, but during the interview process, she was sitting down for an actual interview, talking to somebody like Diane Sawyer, whoever it was. And they say, how do you feel about your biological mother having just died? And she carried didn't know that her biological mother had just died. She was trying to deal with that. And by dealing with that, she decided to smoke some marijuana, which is legal in how many states, Coca? Is it 50 yet? 
It may not be 50 yet, but we're getting close to 50. Wait to see. It'll be 50 sooner than you know. But according to the United States track and field, according to the World Anti-Doping Agency, according to the Olympic body, the Olympics, they came down from the mountain and they said marijuana is only legal in 19 states right now. Oh, by a side note, Coca, thank you for telling me that. He'd like you all to know that she got stoned in a state where it's legal, in Oregon. But she tested positive for it because if you're being drug tested at work and you're drug tested for pot, just know that pot stays in your system for a long time, no matter what you do. And people have tried everything to get it out of your system. There are a few things that you they say can work, but they don't really work. They could work. They might work. The bottom line is that if you're getting high and you're getting drug tested and you're getting tested for marijuana, you're going to test positive. It can be, you know, four or five or six weeks, depending. So the United States could have put Shakari on the team and let her run the relay. But then when they didn't, they announced it in a way that is so bothersome to me. Let me first say, if you have mental health issues, if you're having a bad day, if you're tired, you want to relax. If you think that the best way for you to get through a moment, a situation, if you're using it medicinally or recreationally, but you're using it in a way that still allows you to be a world-class Olympic athlete and you're not sitting on the couch eating Cheetos and getting orange fingers, as you know, I'm um, want to do then that's a decision that you're making. People have gotten down on her because, hey, they test for marijuana. What are you doing? No matter how depressed you are, no matter how upset you are, no matter what your mental health situation is, no matter what your mental state of being is, if you know you're being tested for marijuana and you've been training to go to the Olympics, why would you get stoned? I had that view. When I first read the story, the reason I didn't cover it is A, it didn't make the cut, but B, I said to myself, I recognize what a bad run that is to be told that your biological mother is dead. I get it. We all only have one biological mother. But you also know that you're an Olympic athlete. It's sort of like if you're in baseball and you know that you do not have a TUA, which is a therapeutic use exemption, a TUE, of course, not a TUA. And you know that you want to be focused for your daughter's ballet recital. And so you take an Adderall to be super focused, but you know that you're not allowed to take it. You know you get tested for it. And you know that if you get caught, you get suspended for 81 games. But you take it because you want to be there for your family. My view was that you have to be smarter. If she wants to somehow mourn or somehow deal with the distraction or the sadness or the history or all of the familial issues going on, okay, but don't do it with something that puts you at risk. But then I changed my mind. And the reason I changed my mind is I thought to myself, why not make an example 
of how ridiculous the anti-doping agency is, how archaic the rule is about marijuana. Why not stand up and say, I smoked, here's why, go ahead and test me, and I double dare you to leave me off the team. I could have OD'd on Xanax. That would have been fine. Prescription medicine. It's legal for track athletes to take. Do you know that marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug? And that is a caveat. Marijuana is a performance-dehancing drug. It makes you slower and eat more. It doesn't make you faster, as opposed to my Adderall example in baseball, which makes you a better player because you're focused or steroids in baseball, et cetera. So I'm not worked up yet. I'm just sad for Shakari. And then I read the quotes and that's when I lost it. They had an opportunity to do the right thing. They could have with, withheld, withhold, upheld the 30-day suspension, recognize the 30-day suspension, but still put her on the team. And yesterday they chose not to put her on the team. They said, first and foremost, we are incredibly sympathetic toward Shakari Richardson's extenuating circumstances and strongly applaud her accountability and will offer her our continued support both on and off the track. Horse hockey. What kind of support are you offering? The support you offer is when you put her on the team, you have her server suspension by recognizing the rules and let her run in the relay. What exactly support are you giving her on the track? If you're going to do a statement because there's so much public pressure, and we saw this with a couple of other big organizations yesterday, didn't we? Check out Twitter, David P. Sampson. Not giving her any support on the track. While the USATF, United States Association of Track and Fields, fully agrees that the merit of the World Anti-Doping Agency rules related to THC should be reevaluated, it would be detrimental to the integrity of the U.S. Olympic team trials for track and field if USATF amended its policies following competition weeks before the Olympic Games. What in the holy crap are you talking about? That's the USATF. Who made that quote? She didn't shoot herself up with horse tranquilizers to somehow qualify for the Olympic team. If you've never gotten stoned out there, I get it. You don't get what's going on. Let me tell you a quick story about what it is to get stoned. Whether it's to cover up anxiety, whether it's to make yourself tired, whether it's to make yourself up, down, sideways, all around, whether you want to stay in the streets, stay in the sheets, whatever the case is, it's not long lasting. Let's just pretend that you do even 10 milligrams or 20 or 30 or 40, which you shouldn't do five like is plenty. Someone told me recently they did did 115 milligrams of a brownie at once. I do not suggest that. Do not do it. Not a good plan. But let's just say you do it. It's three hours. It's four hours. It's five hours. If you're doing flour, maybe it's two and a half hours at most. I mean, this is what I've heard. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you have no idea what just happened. I just I just did like when you're trying to get a horse to come to you, except I winked. So I've heard that this is how long it lasts. Do you think that Richardson actually got stoned right before she ran and said, this is my plan? 
I'm going to make the Olympic team because I'm going to do a quick, just a quickie, just a really quick one. And then I'm going to run. Have you ever tried to do a workout? There are people who do workout stoned. I'm not one of them. Don't suggest it. Don't think you should. The USATF went on to say their entire credibility would be lost if the rules were only enforced under certain circumstances. They missed the entire point. I am not saying she should not have been suspended. I am saying they shouldn't be testing for THC, but they are. We'll deal with that later. What I am saying is you don't have to violate the rules. She is suspended. All you have to do is name her to the team and then let her run the relay. You want to know why people don't follow Olympics anymore? You want to know it's not just because the Cold War is over. That was a big thing with the Olympics. That's why everyone was doing the medal count USA versus Russia. It was all Cold War related. We all felt better about ourselves because we had a better gymnast. Don't worry. We're fine with nuclear bombs coming both ways. We're fine with hacking and spying, but we've got more medals. Did you see the medal on the equestrian side with the bow and arrow? We got those Russian bastards. That's how you talk in the 70s and 80s. Totally ridiculous. Well, I'm wearing new threads today. I'm really not, but I'm about to be. Are you there, Express? I love it. Coke and I decided that we want to wear it clothes from Express. Now, I will grant you, we decided it once Express expressed a desire to be associated with nothing personal. But I'll tell you right now, we love their clothes. Express confidence. Express you. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh mix of casual, versatile, and super comfortable clothes. Not just comfortable clothes, not just really comfortable clothes. We're talking super comfortable clothes. Wedding season is back. All right. It's from Wedding Crashers. Wedding season is back because COVID's over, I guess, so we can all go to weddings again. And if you're looking to stand out then fit right into some express suits. They've got chambray, linen, seersucker, and luxe comfort knit. Or if you need some cookout attire, Express Essentials has you covered. Tees, polos, graphic tees. I don't think graphic tees like they're dirty. I think <clears throat> tees are plain and graphic tees have words on them. Be on the lookout for great summer deals. Please go to express.com. You can support nothing personal the way Express is. We're about to get a vat of clothes, which we're going to wear. We're going to give away. We're going to do stuff with. That's if CBS is doing its job correctly. And that's obviously up for grabs. Express confidence, express you. I've got some expressions to make. I'm good. I watch a lot of baseball. And I know that my stuff plays. That's an expression we use in baseball. Does his stuff play? Is that stuff going to play? That means when you're watching a pitcher, is he, are his pitches going to play at the big leagues? You're watching a hitter. Does that swing play? Does that bat play? That speed plays. That glove plays. That arm plays. I've got an expression. That's my expression. That stuff plays. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Jake Arrieta. I like Jake Arrieta. He actually, he happens to be actually a good guy. But one of the things that's tough when you're a 35-year-old baseball player is that as you get older, also your self-evaluation decreases significantly. Jake Arrieta over his last 12 starts has an 8-plus ERA. He's got an 
ass kicked by the Phillies last night. The Chicago Cubs have not won a game since their no-hitter. They threw a no-hitter against the Dodgers. They have not won a game since. They've lost 11 in a row. They went from being tied with the Brewers to like nine back. We're approaching the trade deadline July 30th, which is 23 days from now. And the Cubs have to be real. You've got to be Cheryl Lynn. Do you get that, Coca? Is there any chance? Talk to me in my ear. Do you know that expression? Do you know that name? You got to be real. You know that song. Have you never even heard that song? Can, can you play it? Play it right now. But you can only play it for like five seconds, so I'll just sing it. You've got to be real. Yeah, whatever. You got to be real about your team. The Cubs have a situation. Chicago is an interesting place, right? If you think about what's going on in Chicago, we're going to talk about the White Sox after because I want to talk about the white, both the White Sox and the Cubs. And I got to thinking about this when I did a, a radio show in Chicago the other day. And I always think about the Cubs. I always follow the Cubs because I have such a great memory of beating the Cubs in 2003. I know the Cubs have won it 13 years later, so they don't care about 03, but I still care about 03 because it was so much fun to watch them suffer. The insufferable Cubs fans suffer. Is there anything better than that? So they were supposed to have a bad year and then they were having a good year. Now they're having a bad year. And the question is, what do you do? When you've got a trade deadline in front of you, and you're going to see a lot of interviews with your favorite teams right now. This goes on much more in baseball than other sports where you sort of decide, are we in or are we out? In basketball, the trade deadline, you're looking to trade some bad contracts. Maybe you're adding on the fringe, someone to help you with depth on the bench. Football, the trade deadline, I don't even know when it is. I'm trying to remember if the NFL trade deadline is a huge deal. I think we only do. I know it's not a big deal because I think it's only seven full days of coverage of 24 hour coverage on CBS Sports HQ for the NFL trade deadline. Or no, that may be the scouting combine. I may be confused. The dread, the trade deadline, I think is 10 days of straight coverage. But the MLB trade deadline, the Major League Baseball trade deadline is actually the best trade deadline in sports. And the reason it is, is that this is when your executives, your front office is telling you whether or not we're in or we're out. The White Sox had a very famous trade deadline one year, not too long ago when Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, decided to sell and they were like in second place, five games out of the wild card. Tough decision, right decision. My history with the trade deadline is I'd rather acquire players than trade players because, hey, you never know. But if you're the Cubs and you're looking at 11 straight losses and David Ross, their manager, is saying, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to sleep on it. I got to figure out how to get this team going. I got to think about whether Jake Arrieta deserves to pitch again when he's the worst starting pitcher in all of Major League Baseball, but says, hey, I'm on it. Are you done? He was asked. Not even close, he said. But I'm not going to hang my head. I'm going to continue to work. I'm going to continue to do whatever needs to be done. Here's what needs to be done. Get somebody out. Anybody. Literally anybody. Jed Hoyer is thinking to himself, the new president of baseball operations for the Cubs. He said, I'm going to be the guy who trades the guys from the 2016 never was a dynasty World Series champion team. Chris Bryant is having a great year. He's going to be a free agent. You're not going to re-sign him because you shouldn't re-sign him because Scott Boris's agent is going to want too much money. Trade him now. Teams want offense. 
now. Anthony Rizzo, one of the great guys in the game from Parkland, Florida, one of the most charitable guys in the game, one of the nicest guys in the game. Trade him now, not later, now. Jake Arrieta, release him now. What are you doing? Here's what we do when we're out of the race. You get rid of the veterans and start developing and giving big league experience to your younger pitchers in your farm system. See if they can handle the big leagues because you've got 80 games of a test. You can start planning your next season. It totally sucks if you're Chicago. I get it. But you've got to start thinking about 2022. 2021 is F-I-N-I-S-H-E-D. Jed Hoyer, you are paid to make the tough decisions. Make them now. Put your players out there and get the best deal you can for your impending free agents because you know what your payroll is because Theo told you. He told you before he left what was happening next year. You know exactly who fits in and who doesn't. You know exactly which long-term contracts, Jason Hayward, you have and which you can get rid of because they're going to be impending free agents. Do you think he'll do it? Here's why I think he's actually not going to do it. Because it is so brutally hard to trade franchise icons if your name is not David Samson. People like are worried. How are they going to look? What is my reputation going to be? Are people going to talk about me behind my back? Are people going to think I'm a bad executive? You gave the Cubs a World Series in 2016. You'll never buy another drink again. Unless, of course, there's a Janet Jackson situation. What have you done for me lately? How come Theo gets that, but Jed Hoyer won't? Jed Hoyer had just as much to do with the World Series in 16 as Theo did. But now Jed's going to be associated with trading of the guys. So now he's going to have to buy his own drinks. It's not fair. It's not right. Do you think Cubs fans are jealous of White Sox fans? It's amazing. For whatever reason, North side, South side in Chicago, everyone looks down on White Sox fans. Oh, you're a White Sox fan? You must be from the South side. You must be. And like being from the North side, there's some richer suburbs in the North. As you head towards Wisconsin, you've got, uh, I can't think of them right now, Highland Park. I think that's where Breakfast Club takes place at a school around there. The John Hughes movie. Coke, have you ever heard of The Breakfast Club? Because I'm stopping the show if you haven't. I'm that sort of grumpy about your age right now. Have you seen The Breakfast Club? I can't hear you. Hello? Hello, Coca. You have? Okay, good. That was filmed in Illinois. So the White Sox are sort of the, the ugly stepchild of the Chicago sports fans. They never draw like they do at Wrigley at the, I don't even know what it's called. It used to be called the link, the U.S. Century Link, the Century Link. It could be called Guaranteed Rate Field, but that is not really in my mind. The White Sox have been in the news because of Tony La Russa. They hired Tony La Russa, but they're in the news yesterday again because yet another one of their players got hurt. They've been dealing with injuries like other teams, but major injuries. Four out of their starting eight from opening day are out for significant time. Grandal, the overpaid catcher they signed, who's been fine. He tore something in his knees out till August. Eloy Jimenez, remember the left fielder? Remember how good he is? Gone. Louis Robert, remember him? The center fielder who took the world by storm last year? Yeah, gone. 
Nick Madrigal, that young player, second baseman. See you later. Guess where the White Sox are? They're in first place. So it's interesting to me about the difference if you are running the White Sox and you're Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and you are running the Cubs and you're Jed Hoyer is you don't look at who's healthy. You don't look at who's starting for you. You don't look at which free agents you signed have done well. You don't look at the fact that you called up this great sensation. Remember Yermi Mercedes? He had that great run early on with the White Sox where he was hitting all those home runs and he's now been optioned to the minor leagues. You look at wins and losses and everyone because of analytics, everyone doesn't look at wins and losses anymore. In 18 years, I've never been able to figure that out. Do you know that a player who has the most war is the most valuable? And a team that has the highest number of runs prevented has the best chance of making the playoffs. The team with the best defensive zone rating and the best with runners in scoring position, two outs, no one on after eight o'clock in the central time zone. If you have a winning record in that situation, we love you. If you're a pitcher who's three and 18, your ERA is 4.2, but your expected ERA was 2.7. We're going to sign you. I'm not old. I'm not grumpy. I like winning. Because do you know how you make the playoffs in October? Not by having the top-rated offense or the top-rated defense or the top-rated runs prevention or defensive zone or whatever the hell else. By having the most wins that's how you get into the playoffs. Chicago White Sox may have the worst manager in baseball, the oldest manager in baseball, the guy who almost lost the clubhouse. They may have people starting and playing who you've never heard of. They may have a regress regressive season by the MVP last year, Jose Abreu. They're in first place. Oh, they're in a crappy division. That's what people will say. The central division stinks. Cleveland's outplaying themselves, by the way, without Lindor. But the central division in general, pfft. who cares? That's what we look at. We are in first place in our division. We are looking at our schedule. We know who we play when we play them. Yeah, where it's true, Detroit's played better. They're not going to catch us. The Royals, done. Indians, eh, twins, selling. The White Sox are going to win their division. Add Mortimer, add. Cardinals. Not playing well, should be playing better, could be playing better, may play better. Brewers playing great top pitching staff. Look at your division. Cubs sell, White Sox buy. Now, it's going to be interesting. I'm actually, you know what? Pick of the day today. Let's go White Sox over Twins. I was thinking about who to pick. Lance Lynn, and uh, do you remember how the White Sox got Lance Lynn? One of those off-season trades that no one talks about because no one cares about because he played in Texas. There were 60 games, no one's heard of him. And the guy, meanwhile, is consistent, plays pitches every day, every five days, doesn't miss a start and gets people out. Gets people out. He's been phenomenal. He's an all-star, I think. Is he an all-star, Coca? He's pitching tonight against Michael Pintar Pineda. 
The Twins, what a disappointment. They were my pick to win the division. We're 92 and 69 because the Bucks lost because Giannis played. Yes, I actually said that. And I'm not angry that I lost the wait to see that Giannis played on Monday because I said that Giannis would miss the first two games. Wait to see is when I tell you something's going to happen. And when it doesn't, I say it. I said Giannis was going to miss the first two games. Giannis played 35 minutes, 17 boards. The Bucks lost by 13 to CP and the rest of the Phoenix Suns. We're 92 and 69. I think the Bucks would have not lost by more than five and a half points if Giannis hadn't played. It's just a different team when Giannis plays. And I'm not saying that Giannis isn't one of the best players in the game. I'm saying that there's something that happens with Lopez and Middleton when they're not standing around watching Giannis. That's all I'm saying. That wait to see was an absolute pfft, terrible. They lost by 13. The game ended like at 2.30 in the morning. God, those finals games start late. I really wish I lived on the West Coast. How come people don't further appreciate West Coast sports where the finals would start at 6.15 p.m.? You can finish and then have dinner if you want and get a nice little snooze in. So Lance Lynn is pitching. We're taking the White Sox over the Twins. All right, when we come back, we're going to review a brand new movie that just came out with Arnold Schwarzenegger's son-in-law. And then we are going to talk about what's going on in the Rocky Mountains. We will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. This is David Sampson. Thank you for joining us on this random Wednesday morning or whenever you're listening to this. We appreciate that you download and subscribe to Nothing Personal and that you follow. We do need you to review. For some reason, we don't even have 2,000 ratings and we've got to get to 10,000 ratings, but we got to start that by getting to 2,000 ratings. So, or is it reviews? Is it a rating or review, Coca? I'm just told, I'm the content guy. I, can you believe I've turned into that guy after all these years? I'm the guy who everyone just says, hey, David, just give me a good show 45 minutes every day. Just come up with stuff to talk about. Be somewhat coherent. Try not to screw up the pronunciation of any names and don't get canceled or fired. Please leave a five-star review. It's about reviews. I guess you have to write a review. Hey, I really like the show. Hey, I listen to the show and once in a while. I wonder why he sings. Hey, that guy seems to turn his head and cough a lot. Does he have someone with a finger somewhere that it shouldn't be? I watch a movie every day, though. I love watching movies. I watched The Tomorrow War. It just came out on Amazon Prime. It was sold by Paramount. Yes, our parent company. That's not our parent company. Our parent company is ViacomCBS. Paramount Plus, though, is the app for CBS. There's a plug. That'll be $10, Port. <laughs> Port's our boss. Hello, Port. What are the odds, Coca, he sees that? Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. 
So the Tomorrow War gets sold by Paramount because it can't be released in theaters. So they sell to Amazon. Amazon spends $200 million. So Paramount says, hey, we got our money back. We're doing well. Good investment. Amazon says we're doing more than getting our money back because people are watching Prime. They're subscribing to Prime. They're using Prime to buy crap. And all the people who are making corrugated boxes are getting rich. Chris Pratt, I'm watching the entire movie, 139 minutes. And all I keep thinking about, all I keep thinking about is Leslie Mann. Yeah, the Leslie Mann from Knocked Up. The Leslie Mann from This Is 40. The Leslie Mann, the wife of Judd Aptow. That Leslie Mann, the one who acted with Paul Rudd. I'm lucky enough. Paul Rudd is a huge Kansas City Royals fan. Lucky enough to have spent some time with him watching a World Series game. Very, very good guy. I don't mean that to be a flex. Like just Paul Rudd. Some stars are jerks. Some are cool guys. Paul Rudd happens to be a really good guy. Paul Rudd and Chris Pratt are the same guy. I don't know how it happened. But I'm watching the Tomorrow War and all I keep thinking about is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Paul Rudd. Chris Pratt is no longer married to the house bunny. He's now married to Catherine Schwarzenegger who is Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, which means his father-in-law is Arnold. And he looks like Paul Rudd, sounds like Paul Rudd, acts like Paul Rudd in The Tomorrow War. This is the Chris Pratt from the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers and all those other movies. The Tomorrow War is a concept that is awesome. Aliens come, are in the future, wiping out mankind. Somehow a time machine's been invented and they take people from the present, put them in the future, fight the aliens, and then come back to the past, figure out how to kill the aliens, and then kill them before they can start. What's interesting about it to me is that somehow the first 20 minutes of the movie is about Chris Pratt and his nine-year-old daughter, and somehow he goes to the future and guess who's there? Yeah, his grown-up daughter. And she's a badass. What are the odds? People are saying it reminds them of aliens, reminds them of Terminator, whatever. It didn't remind me of anything. It's called The Tomorrow War. And here's when I suggest you watch it. The day after tomorrow. Get that? That's what you should watch instead. I never wanted our managers ever under any scenario to talk about players being traded or not being traded. Ever. Don't do it. When the trading deadline is coming, we would say to our managers, do not discuss any specific players because everyone could be traded. Some are more likely to be traded than others. That's the most that we would ever say as president or GM. Go back and GTS some of the quotes I gave. Are you going to trade whatever, Miguel Cabrera? That was before 07, I would say. Everybody could be traded, but some players are less likely to be traded than others. And I would put him in less likely category until right the moment before he's traded. And then he goes from less likely right to guaranteed. Did anyone see on TikTok this uh, this hack that when you see 50 percent chance of weather of rain? I Listen, could you please get to my Twitter at David P. Sampson and answer this question? If you're a meteorologist, and I don't mean like me, a amateur meteorologist, I mean a real meteorologist. Could you please get back to me? When you tell me that there's a 50% chance of rain on Thursday, doesn't that mean there's a 50% chance it's going to rain and a 50% chance it's not going to rain? 
someone told me on Tic Tac, um, on, uh, on Mentos, that what 50% chance of rain means is that for 50% of the area of that zip code or of that city, 50% of that area, there is a 100% chance of rain in 50% of the area. And that's what a 50% chance of rain means. Is that possible? Bud Black is the manager of the Rockies. The Rockies are hosting the All-Star game. The Rockies have one All-Star for now, Herman Marquez, who's signed to a multi-year deal. All-Star pitcher, good pitcher. Good young pitcher, by the way. And here's the terms of his deal. I just want to get it to you so it's in your head in baseball. So he makes $7.5 million this year. That is extremely extremely low for a performing pitcher, not just at Coors Field, but anywhere. Next year, it goes up to 11. You better be at like a fourth, fifth starter. The year after it goes to 15, you better be like a two, three starter. And then after that, he's got an option to buy out in 2024. He's probably the best pitcher on their staff, an all-star. Bud Black was asked about Marquez, the manager of the Rockies and said, quote, he's not going anywhere, even though it might be out there. There might be some noise. We let our guys know these guys aren't going to be traded. I'm trying to decide if there is a more disingenuous comment that you could make, if there's a comment that will be laughed at in the clubhouse, when you are the Rockies and you are a team that is in last place, second to last, I think they're in last. They're not making the playoffs. They need to do a rebuild. They just traded away Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals before the season. Trevor Story, their shortstop, one of the best in baseball, is not going to resign with them as a free agent. They have not found a way to win in Colorado. Their owner is incredibly involved. They fired their GM. They have an interim GM in. They've got to hire a new GM. We don't know how they're going to recover from their COVID losses, but we know they've got to make money, not lose money. Bud Black may have been sat down by the interim GM and said, yeah, we're not trading Marquez. The owner may have walked in and said, yeah, we're not trading Marquez. I don't care. You do not publicly ever say that someone's not going to bet, get traded with such certainty. Because it's the age of the internet. In the old days, it didn't much matter, right? Did you know the sky is purple? Did you know the world is flat? You could say anything. It may be in the newspaper, but today's newspaper is tomorrow's toilet paper. You know that expression. Doesn't matter. Now, when you say something, it lives forever. For Christ's sake, you could tweet something five years ago and someone brings it up because, oh, you were wrong. Hey, we waited to see. And you said that the, the Nationals would never win and they won four years later. You were wrong. But you don't speak if you're smart and you run a professional sports team, you're the manager of a sports team. Don't speak in absolutes because around the deadline, 
you have valuable assets on your team, even if your team record stinks. And around the deadline and then during the offseason, those are the times when you take advantage and maximize the value of your assets. Something that I was not good enough, which is why I only have one World Series ring and not two, three, or four. Because it was more important to keep a player longer than I should have than to trade him at the appropriate time to extract the best value, knowing when your team is going to win and when your team is not going to win. It all starts with evaluation. And maybe the Rockies just aren't good at self-evaluation. We've talked a little bit today, quite a bit today about people who are delusional. Maybe they think that they're a year away. Maybe they think they're going to spend all sorts of money. They're not going to. Maybe they think they're going to re-sign Trevor Story and get into the free agent market and sign some pitchers. Maybe they think they're going to try to get their world first World Series win next year and having Marquez to a team-friendly deal will matter. But more likely, when you've got a player on a team-friendly deal, the best thing you could do is have good baseball people and get assets back. Like what the Marlins did with Yelich. Team-friendly deal, and look what they got back. I wonder how it's going to work. I'll tell you how it's going to work. Wait to see. Marquez, he's going to be traded before opening day. You wait to see. No matter what Bud Black said, the new GM is going to come in. They're going to hire a good GM, and they're going to say, hey, listen, we got to start over. Teams are giving interviews right now. We talked about it. You know, I don't talk a lot about the Marlins. I don't want to talk a lot about the Marlins because they're a last place team. If they're relevant, I would talk more about them. But they did something the other day that I need to explain along this line as the trade deadline is starting. Rumors are they offered Starling Marte, the guy whose extension they picked up. They traded for the for him from the Pirates last season. They picked up his option for this season. He could be their highest paid player. He's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And do you know they made him a $30 million offer to stay with the team because they want him. They want him to play center field in the outfield. They want his bat in the lineup. They're so full of it that it's leaking out of their ears like blood leaked out of Chris Pratt's ear when he got sent back to the current day in the Tomorrow War. Do you know what Marte is going to command on the free agent market? Here's what I used to do. And here's what Jeter's doing. So I am not in any way criticizing Derek Jeter. Please keep that in mind. Because I did it too. When you've got a player who's an impending free agent, you've got a choice to make. If you're in the race, you're going to keep that player, add to that team, try to win, let that player go and get a pick back. If you've got a free agent, an impending free agent, and you are not in the race, and you are not going to re-sign him, you trade him. But when you are running a team like the Marlins, where the previous ownership groups have so badly upset the fan base by only winning two World Series since 1997, the best thing you have to do to show that you are different than they are, other than getting rid of the home run sculpture, getting rid of everything in the ballpark, getting rid of every employee who you ever knew, whoever worked for the previous ownership, other than doing that, you've got to make an offer to retain your best players. I've got a surprise for you, Derek. I did that too. And I didn't mean it either, just like you don't mean it. When you offer Starling Marte $30 million over three years, you're not trying to resign him. You're trying to get him to reject 
that contract so you can trade him before the deadline because you should be trading him before the deadline. That's the part that is so interesting to me. And I was never able to do it. Why not just say, we are not going to be able to re-sign Marte. He is so valuable to us right now, but he's so valuable because of what we can get back for him because so many teams need offense. So we're going to trade him. We're going to get back good players because we've got good baseball people. We're going to do better than we did for JT Realmuto. We're going to do better than we did for Christian Yelich. We're going to do better than we did for Marcelo Zuna. We're going to do better than we did for Giancarlo Stanton. I promise you, this time, we're going to get it right. Trust me. But instead, what you do is you make a low ball offer. You have the player reject it. Then you trade the player. And then you get to say at the press conference, hey, We really tried to sign him. We really wanted to sign him. But he wanted to test the water. He wanted to see what he could get on the open market. We get to then blame the player for turning down a contract that is so below market. The market for Starling Marte, mark my words, 13 million, 12, 12, 13, 14, 15 by three. You think the Marlins are going to get to that? They can't afford to, and they shouldn't. Will Marte be productive for three more years for 15 million for some teams? Maybe some teams will pay him 30 million for one year of productivity and just wash away the last two years. 30 million for a year and a half for productivity, wash away the last year and a half. The Marlins and about 12 other teams can't afford to do that. So why not just stand up and say it? It's easy. The Cubs should be doing it. I don't know if they are. The Marlins should be doing it. I don't know if they are. Don't let PR guide you in this way. It's not necessary. It's simply not. Hey, we signed this guy. We tried. He was such a malcontent. He wanted more than 10 million. Of course, he wanted 10 more million. Why not just stand up and be honest and say, it's just business. Sorry, folks. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.